0: Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh This is the Muslim Experience Podcast and I am your host Farooq Let us continue our journey through the Qur'an And next up is Surah Al-Humadha Verse number 1 Woe to every scorner and mocker who collects wealth and continuously counts it He thinks that his wealth will make him immortal No, he will surely be thrown into the crusher And what can make you know what is the crusher? It is the fire of Allah, eternally fueled. So those who likes to hoard their coins and count them over and over and make sure everything is still there, yet nothing changes and they still check their bank accounts, etc. These are those who are the slanderers and the defamers, who are stingy and don't want to spend in the cause of Allah. They will be thrown into the blazing fire. This surah condemns the evil which are prevalent among the materialistic hoarders of this world. We are reminded that this kind of character is something that you shouldn't work towards, but instead you should remember that your ultimate goal is what is to come in the hereafter. Okay, let us move on to the next surah, which is Surah al fil The Elephant. Verse number one. Have you not considered, O Muhammad wasallam, how your Lord dealt with the companions of the elephant? Did he not make their plan into misguidance? And he sent against them birds in flocks, striking them with stones of hard clay. It is with regards to Allah's punishment, which was inflicted on the people of the elephant. And this was known to everyone in Makkah and Arabia as a whole. And they were fully aware of it. And the Arabs also believe that the Kaaba was protected in this invasion by Allah the Almighty himself. The next surah is Surah Quraysh. Verse number 1. For the accustomed security of the Quraysh. Their accustomed security in the caravan of winter and summer. Let them worship the Lord of this house who has fed them, saving them from hunger and made them safe from fear. So, to understand this specific surah, it is necessary to know the historical background of the tribe of Quraysh. It was scattered throughout Hijaz until the time of Qusay bin Kilab, who was the ancestor of Prophet Prophet. First of all, Qusay gathered his tribe in Makkah and the tribe was able to gain authority over the Kaaba. On that very basis, Qusay was called Mujammi, which is the uniter assembler by his people. This man, by his sagacity and wisdom, founded a city-state in Makkah and made excellent arrangements for the welfare of the pilgrims coming from all over Arabia, with the result that the Quraysh were able to gain great influence among the Arabian tribes and lands. After the death of Qusay, the Offices of the state of Makkah were divided between his sons, and as time went by they were very much partaking in trade that passed between the eastern countries Syria and Egypt throughout Arabia, and they purchased many things for the life of the Arabians so that the tribes living by the trade route brought these from them and the merchants living in the interior of the country were attracted to the market of Makkah. So the Quraysh became the keepers of the Kaaba and were well known throughout the trade routes and anyone who did trade with them, which is why they were never harmed or robbed along the way with their caravans. And for these very reasons, Prophet said, The Quraysh are the leaders of men. The Quraysh were prospering and flourishing when the event of Abraha's invasion Of Makkah took place. Had Abraha succeeded in taking this holy city and destroying the Kaaba, the glory of the renown, not only the Quraysh, but the Kaaba itself would have suffered a great setback. So even in the pre-Islamic Arabia, the house was believed to be Allah's house. And there's a story about the swarms of birds destroying the 60,000 Abyssinian troops brought by Abraha by pelting them with stones and this was Allah's power and manifestation and this is why this particular surah was revealed to the Quraysh asking them simply to consider when you yourselves acknowledge this house i.e the Kaaba to be Allah's house and not of the idols and when you fully know that it is Allah alone who has granted you peace by virtue of this house, made your trade and commerce flourish and favoured you with prosperity. You should then worship none but him alone. SubhanAllah. Let us move on to the next surah. Surah Al-Ma'un. Verse number one. Have you seen the one who denies the recompense? For that is the one who drives away the orphan and does not encourage the feeding of the poor. So woe to those who pray, but who are heedless in their prayer, those who make show for their deeds, and withhold simple assistance. So these are reminders for each of us, those who disbelieve in the hereafter, and this is the main cause of moral decay. We must be God-conscious, especially with how we care about people, etc., As it mentions the orphans and making sure that our Salah is in order. So what kind of morals is man developing throughout his life when he refuses the belief in the hereafter? If you are openly denying the hereafter, as described in the last four verses, the state of those hypocrites who apparently are Muslims and don't believe in the hereafter, the Day of Judgment. How can you have a strong, stable and pure character If you don't have that belief of the hereafter. And for those who offer salah, if you are not practicing good behavior and being good to the other believers and their neighbors, then this is not of the faith of Islam. And such people may very well end up in the hellfire. And may Allah save us from this. I mean, the next surah is Surah Al-Kawthar, which is a river in paradise. Verse number one. Indeed. We have granted you, O Muhammad Wasallam, Al-Kawthar. So pray to your Lord and suffice to him alone. Indeed, your enemy is the one cut off. The main theme of this surah is when the disbelievers used to say to Prophet Muhammad how he was cut off and reduced and powerless and also from his community he was cut off. That's what the Quraysh used to say to him. And there was mention from Muhammad bin Ishaq saying that, Oh, leave him alone, for he is only a childless man with no male offspring. When he dies, no one will remember him. And these were very disturbing conditions under which Surah Al-Kawthar was sent down. The Quraysh, of course, were angry with him that he didn't worship the idols, but he only worshipped Allah alone. And for this very reason, he was Deprived of his previous ranks, this esteem and honour and trustworthiness etc. that they gave to Prophet Muhammad pre-Islam and when he became a prophet he was then cut off from his community and most of his followers were helpless, poor people and they were also being persecuted and tyrannised. Prophet was grieved by the death of his sons, one after the other, whereas the near relatives of this people were rejoicing and uttering such words that were so disturbing and disheartening for a noble person who had even treated his enemies kindly. At this, Allah, in just one sentence of this brief surah, gave him glad tidings better than which has never been given to any man in the world. And let us remind ourselves that whenever we strive to do good for the community and yet we are cut off from the community itself, we are shunned by society, let us not stop in doing good. Let us strive for the community. Whoever supports you, you can go forth, and do this for Allah alone. May Allah protect us and keep us safe from those who try to persecute and tyrannize us, just as they did to Prophet Wasallam and his companions. Ameen. Let us move on to the next surah, which is Surah Al-Kafirun, The Disbelievers. Verse number one, say, O disbelievers, I do not worship what you worship nor are you worshipers of what i worship nor i will be a worshiper of what you worship nor will you be worshipers of what i worship for you is your religion and for me is my religion this surah was revealed to exonerate the muslims from the disbelievers religions their rights their rituals their gods their idols and to express their total disgust and unconcern with them. Islam and Kufr had nothing in common whatsoever. The next surah is Surah Al-Nasr. The Help. Verse number one. When the victory of Allah has come and the conquest and you see the people entering into the religion of Allah in multitudes, then exalt him with praise of your Lord and ask forgiveness of him. Indeed, he is ever accepting of Allah repentance. In this surah Allah has informed Prophet that when Islam has attained its victory in Arabia and the people will start entering Allah's religion which is Islam in great numbers it would mean that the mission for which he was appointed in this world has been fulfilled and then they were to busy themselves by praising and glorifying Allah by whose bounty He had been able to accomplish such a great task and to ask for forgiveness in any of the shortcomings during this service. The next surah is Surah Al-Masad, the palm fibre. Verse number 1 May the hands of Abu Lahab be ruined, and ruined is he. His wealth will not avail him, or that which he gained. He will enter to burn in the fire of blazing flame. And his wife as well, the carrier of firewood, around her neck is a rope of twisted fibre. So this surah is the only place where the name of a person from amongst the enemies of Islam has been mentioned and condemned. Even though in Makkah as well as Medina after the migration, there were many who were in no way less against Islam and Prophet than Abu Lahab. The next surah is Surah Al-Ikhlas. Verse number one. Say he is Allah who is one. Allah, the eternal refuge. He neither begets nor is born. Nor is there to him any equivalent. So it is very important to know about the concepts around the world at the time when Prophet began to preach the message of Tawheed. The polytheists were worshipping gods made of wood, stone, silver, etc. And these gods had forms of bodies and were descended from each other. They also required food and drink and their devotees would arrange these for them. And a large number of polytheists believed that God assumed human form and that there were some people who descended from him and... As such, the Christians claimed to believe in one God. They also believed that their God had at least a son and that the father, son and the ghost also had the honour of being associated with their Godhead to such an extent that God had a mother and a mother-in-law as well. The Jews also claimed to believe in one God, but their God too was not without physical material or other human qualities and characteristics. So it is a Qur'anic miracle that in a few brief words it answered all questions and presented such a clear concept of the being of Allah that all polytheistic concepts were destroyed, leaving no room for anyone to associate anyone with Allah. The next surah is Surah al Falak, Verse number one. Say I seek refuge in the Lord of daybreak. From the evil of that which he created. And from the evil of darkness when it settles. And from the evil of the blowers in knots. And from the evil of the envier when he envies. So as soon as Prophet used to preach the message of Islam it seemed... As though he had provoked all classes of people around him, and the disbelief in Quraish also became more and more intense as the message spread throughout Arabia. they were cursing him and holding secret consultations to kill him quietly in the darkness of the night, so that the Bani Hashim could not discover the murder and take revenge. Magic and charms were being worked on him. So as to cause him death, making fall ill, or become mad under these conditions, Prophet was commanded to tell the people, I seek refuge with the Lord of Dawn, from the evils of everything he has created, and from the evil of the darkness of the night, and from the evil of the magicians, men and women, and from the evil of the envious, and the last surah of the Qur'an, and of this series is Surah An-Nas. Say, I seek refuge in the Lord of Mankind, the Sovereign of Mankind, the God of Mankind, from the evil of the retreating whisperer, who whispers evil into the hearts of Mankind, from among the jinn and Mankind. And this brings us to the end of this series I hope you enjoyed the Quran series as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you guys. I really urge you to keep that close relationship with the Quran, bring it into your lives more. And I hope to do more projects on the Quran itself throughout my podcast, inshallah. This is not the end, but this is just the beginning of a journey that I would like you to embark on with me, inshallah. And inshallah. I'll leave it there. Until next time, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.